Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a haughty Hayo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Toto, a daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. The Lone Ranger and his Indian companion Toto rode the trail toward the Texas panhandle town of Batesville. A thin blanket of ice covered it, and as they rode, the cold wind blew fine needle-like snowflakes into their faces. It get plenty cold up here, Kimasabi. Yes, the panhandle has its share of winter weather, Toto. When we reach the outskirts of town, I'll wait while you go to the post office. I told Dan to write to Box 12 in Baseville. Should be a letter waiting. Ah, him back in school. Plenty time to write. After we pick up the mail, we'll head for the warmer climate south of here. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Later, the Lone Ranger waited near a campfire in a grove of cottonwoods, while Tonto went into town. Soon he returned. Oh, Scott, oh, fella. Easy, Scott. Easy, fella. Was there a letter from Dan, Tonto? Ah, uh, yeah. 
matter. Well, we'll see what he has to say. See now. <laughs> Dear Uncle Antonio, thanks for a wonderful Christmas vacation and for the fine gifts you both gave me. Time went all too fast while I was with you. Uh, it'd go fast for us. It seemed like Dan not here two weeks. That's right, Tonto. He goes on to say it's a coincidence that you told me to send this letter to Post Office Box 12 at Batesville. My roommate comes from a ranch near there. His name is Jerry Bolin, and his folks have a big sheep ranch. I feel sorry for Jerry. He may have to leave school soon. Mm, that's not good. Why him have to leave? Damn thing. Oh, I see. Jerry received a letter from his father yesterday saying he's been having trouble with a the cattleman there. He's lost a lot of sheep because of it. A big rancher named Corey hates sheepmen and is turning the other ranchers against Jerry's father. Mm. Me here, Corey. Him own plenty cattle, plenty land. Yes, Huck Corey owns the Circle C, the biggest ranch in the Panhandle. Uh, what else, Dan, say? Well, he says, Jerry is afraid the ranchers will start a real range war against his father and his sheepmen. And cause greater losses, not to mention bodily harm. That'd be bad, Kimosabi. Yes. And finishes by saying, I hope things work out for Jerry and his folks. He's a fine fellow and wants to finish his schooling. Give my best regards to Toto and tell him to take good care of Victor, your loving nephew, Dan. Yes. Give my regards to Sally Jackson when you see her, Dan. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan still remember first kiss, uh, uh, fellow Jerry, good friend of Dan. Yes, Tonto. I'd like to do something for his people. What's more, if there's danger of a range war in this territory, we'd better stay around and do what we can to prevent it. That's right. And he soon find good place to camp. We'll ride back into the hills and find a campsite before dark. Here, Silver. Easy, easy scout, easy fella. Come on, Silver. Get him up, scout. <laughs> The next two days brought warmer weather, melting what snow had fallen. But there was a threat of real winter weather in the morning air when Huck Corey and several other horsemen pulled rein in front of the Baldwin Ranch House three days later. Charlie Baldwin and his wife Sarah, parents of Dan Reed's roommate, came out onto the porch to greet them. Morning, Corey. What brings you and your men here this early in the morning? Those doggone bleating sheep of yours, that's what. Yes, sure. What about them? Baldwin, my patience is wearing mighty thin. In fact, if my men had their way, they'd run you and your sheepmen clear out of the panhandle. And if the boss says so, we'll get those sheep herders of yours off the range with bullets. Listen, Corey. I knew when I came here I'd run into some trouble from the cattlemen. But I hope to avoid it by trying my best to keep the sheep from bothering any of you. I like sheep and have the right to raise them. What's more, you and your foreman have no right bringing your hands here and threatening us like this. Mr. Corey, yeah? just why did you come here this morning? Because some of those mangy, bleating sheep of yours got on my range again, that's why. It happened last night. And it's too bad they did, Baldwin. About half a dozen of them won't go back. You shot them, huh? Why, you... Put away your gun, Charlie. No need to start trouble. Well, it's easy to see you have more sense than your husband, ma'am. She has more sense than you have, too, Corey. Because if trouble starts, we'll be ready for it. That's big talk, Baldwin. But just let any more of those critters go onto my range, and I'll put my men to work running a fence across the end of Deep Canyon. 
You may have overlooked the fact that the canyon is really part of my holdings. We didn't know that, Mr. Corey. We always drive the sheep into the deep canyon for the winter before the strong winds and heavy snows come. Well, that's the only protected place for them to go. And they die on the open range. Like I said, you can easily verify what I say. That canyon is on my land. But the canyon's useless to you. And if you fence it off, we'll have to leave our flocks in the open. And we'll lose half of them when the big storms come. Be that as it may, ma'am. If those sheep graze on my range once more, that canyon will be fenced off. If you want to use it this winter, keep those smelly critters off my range. Let's go, men. Get up there. Oh, get up there. Charlie, if he does that, we'll be ruined. I know. Couldn't you have the herders drive the sheep into the canyon right away? Well, I'm holding off so the sheep can get as much grazing on the range as possible before the heavy snows come. One or two days grazing can make a lot of difference, Sarah. Yes. Well, we'll just have to make sure no more sheep wander onto his range. Late that afternoon, the foreman Tex and some of the Circle C ranch hands were in the Nugget Cafe in Batesville when a cowpoke came from the ranch. Hey, Tex! Huh? Mr. Corey says for all of you to ride out to the ranch right away. Why? He said we could come to town. Yeah, but more sheep run our range. The boss is fit to bust a button. What's he figuring on doing? He says we're going to fence in Deep Canyon. We'll work by torchlight if need be so as to get it up in a hurry. Well, boys, I reckon we got work to do. Let's go. That'll sure ruin Baldwin. It sure will. Tonto, who had been standing at the rear of the cafe, went out through the back door as the cowhands left. A short time later, he arrived at the camp in the nearby hills and told the Lone Ranger what he had heard. If them fence in Deep Canyon, it mean plenty trouble for father of Dan's friend, Kimasabi. Me hear plenty talk about it in town. Well, Corey has the right to fence in that canyon. It's on his property. There's no legal way to stop him. Ah, me hear him hate sheepmen. Mm, his men will be out at the canyon putting up the fence tonight. Perhaps I'll get the chance to talk to Corey if I ride to his ranch house after dark. There may be some way to get him to listen to reason. Maybe. Well, it's worth a try. We'll ride to the Corey place tonight. Early that evening, Huck Corey, a widower who lived with his only daughter, Lucy, entered the ranch house just as Lucy came from her room, dressed to go out and carrying a letter in her hand. Good evening, Lucy. Hello, Dad. What you got your coat on for, will you? Jumping your husband. Did I say coat? What is that you got on there? Why, this is the latest thing, Dad. I ordered it from the east through a friend. What on earth kind of critter has fur like that? But, by Jimmy, it looks almost like... Hey, that's sheepskin. Uh-huh, the latest thing and warm as toast. Sheepskin. Why, the great horn spoon girl, what's got into you? Don't you know that you... Oh, now, Dad, don't be silly. Eh? Just because you don't like live sheep is no reason to carry on because I wear the skin of a dead one. <laughs> Come on, Dad. I want someone to mail this letter for me. I think I'll go out to the bunkhouse. Let me see that letter. But, Dad... Yes, he says, Hurt. To Jerry Baldwin, the son of that smelly sheepman, 
And he's the friend who talked you into buying that coat, huh? Dad, that's my letter. Jerry and I aren't interested in your troubles on the range. He's a wonderful Get boy. Get into your room and take that, that mangy sheepskin coat off. And as for the letter... Dad! Oh, Dad! I'll hurt you! Sheep. Sheep. They even come back from the dead to haunt me. Corey. Yeah, I'm Corey. What do you want? Mass shall who oh, it. There's no need for gunplay. Well, you're doggone fast on the draw, mister. If my men were here... I'm you... not an outlaw, as you seem to think. I came here to talk to you, that's all. What about? About the fence you're putting up a deep canyon. Well, get it. Baldwin heard about it and sent a masked hombre here to threaten me, huh? No, I don't know, Baldwin. He didn't send me. I hope to make you realize what a great wrong you're doing, Baldwin, or something he couldn't help. The sheep will suffer and many die if a cold wind and a heavy snowfall catch them on the open range. I'm sure if you think it over, Mr. you'll... Mr. Get off his spare damn stay off. Now, get your... I'll take that gun. My wrist will go. I have it. Sorry to twist your arm. Now, finish what I came to say. If you still think... Sorry, that... come quick. Some of the cowpokes coming in. Now, Mr. I'll do the talking. See you again, Corey. Hey, my gun! Here on the ground. <laughs> quick, he must have you said it before. Come on, sir. Come on, scout. My gun, Dagnabbit. Uh, here, Chief. Oh, 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 oh. I've got no sombreys. Use your guns, men. Hurry. He's a masked outlaw. <laughs> darkness was in their favor, and the Lone Ranger and Toto managed to get away safely. After covering their trail, they went to their camp for the night. The canyon fence was quickly finished, and Circle Seamen were left to guard it against the sheepmen. Charlie Baldwin was discouraged and despondent. Sarah, I reckon we're done. Might as well write Jerry to come home. Maybe the weather will hold, Charlie. If it doesn't get any colder, we might get by. Weather in the panhandle is as unpredictable as Huck Corey. Mm. It'll turn cold and bitter soon. Then goodbye to our sheep. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes... Please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Call to continue. Two nights later, a strong, bitter wind blew from the north, bringing thick, swirling snow with it. Huck Corey was busy going over accounts when his foreman, Tex, entered the ranch house. Uh, getting mighty cold out there, boss. Yeah. Just the kind of weather to put those sheep men out of business. Is Charlie Baldwin or his men been snooping near the fence we put across the canyon entrance? Baldwin and a couple of his men rode down there early this evening, but we ran them away. Yeah. You know, Tex, if Baldwin was raising any other kind of critter, I wouldn't have done that to him. But sheep will ruin the ranges for cattle by cropping off the grass right down to the roots. Yeah. Well, I... I reckon after a few days of this weather, we won't be bothered anymore by Baldwin's pesky sheep. Yeah. Well, I'll see you in the morning, boss. Good night, Tex. Let's see. Dad. Eh? Oh, it's you, Lucy. I didn't hear your door open. Thought you were sleeping. I can't sleep with that moaning wind. I, I heard you talking to Tex. Will the Baldwins really lose their sheep? Now, now, stop worrying your pretty head about Baldwin's sheep, Lucy. Go back to bed. I have more paperwork to do before I turn in. Now, go on. I, I'm sorry. Good night, Dad. No. At dawn, snow was still falling when the Lone Ranger and Tonto left their sheltered camp in the hills and rode a trail that passed both the Cory and Baldwin ranches. Otto, if Baldwin's sheep are left on the open range for the next 24 hours, a large number of them will die. Ah. We'll do what we can to help save those sheep. <laughs> easy, Silver, easy. Look, Kimasabi. Horse stand under trees near trail. Yes, I see him. Come on, boy. Come, 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 come. Oh, 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 easy, easy, now. Easy, easy, come. This horse carries the Circle C brand, Toto. He's been here some time. The tracks are covered with snow. Ah, saddle covered with snow. What we do? Take him back to the Circle C. Strange to find him here so early in the morning. Ah, but it's risky to go back to ranch. The ranch hands won't be there now. We'll chance it. I'll lead the horse. Easy, steady, silver. Come on, fella. Come on, Come on, Later, the masked man and Indian stopped in front of the Corey Ranch House. Keep your guns handy, Tonto, to cover me in case I do run into trouble. Ah. Yes, what are you... You here again? Don't go. You're covered. Why are you here this time? We brought back one of your horses. Found him some distance down the trail. Someone must have been riding him. Yeah, yeah that's my daughter's horse. That's Lucy's roan. How in tarnation did you Do get? I have to hold this gun on you? Uh, trapped again. I want to know how you got it. Where is, uh, where is your daughter? She's supposed to be in bed. Perhaps you better check. Yeah, step inside a minute. Right. Lucy. Lucy girl, are you? She's gone. Yeah, I found this note. All right, uh, read it. Yeah, she says, Dad, after what was said tonight, I'm going to find some way to help the Baldwins. Lucy, great day she, she left here last night. 
She must have ridden to the ballroom. Remember, she... we found her horse down the trail. Yeah? If she were at the Baldwin's place, her horse would still be there. That's right. Well, she must have had trouble. We gotta find her. If she's been hurt and lying out there all night. My she... Indian friend and I are here to help, Mr. Corey. There were no way to backtrack the horse. The hoof marks were entirely covered. Uh, she's been out in a storm all night. She'd be frozen. And it's my fault. She heard me talking to Tex about the sheep and... Easy, easy, Mr. Corey. She likely rode to the range to find out about the sheep. Yeah, and her horse threw her. Get your men together and we'll search for her. But the men are down at the canyon. The foreman came in early and said Baldwin and his men were fixing to rip down the fence. The only thing to do right now is to go there and prevent a fight. Then get everyone to search the range for your daughter. Uh, All right, let's go. As the Lone Ranger and Tonto, accompanied by Hawk Corey, rode toward Deep Canyon, they heard gunshots. The fight has started. Hurry! Stop the fight! Hold your fire! Hey, look at the masked man! He must have made the boss stop the fight! I'll get him! Hold it! Your hand will be numb a while. The rest of you listen to Mr. Corey. They mean... My daughter Lucy is lost somewhere on the range. She's been gone all night. Gone all night. I went over here to spread out and search till we find her. Baldwin and his men are over there watching. Yeah, yeah. they'll start shooting if we try. Yeah, wait a minute. Hello, Charlie Baldwin. Come here for a talk. This is a truce. We'll host our guns. We'll ride over. We'll still hold our guns. Get back here. Oh, no tricks, Corey. We're ready for him. That masked man... He's a friend, Charlie, believe me. Now listen. Lucy, my daughter, is lost somewhere on the range. Been going all night. What kind of a trick is it? It's the truth, Mr. Baldwin. I want my men to search for her. Forget the fighting. Lucy... Lucy's all I have. Even anything... Easy, easy, Mr. Corey. All right, Thunder, you are telling the truth. Well, we like Lucy at our house. Bring your man, Huck. My men and I'll help you search. Let's not lose time. Yes, right. We'll search that range inch by inch till we find my daughter. Come on, get up there. Following orders, the sheepmen and the ranchers spread out and started the search for Lucy. The wind howled and the snowstorm continued without let-up as the Lone Ranger, Tonto, Corey, and Baldwin rode over the bleak, snow-blanketed rangeland. Huck Corey, his face set grimly and with a cold red clutching his heart, rolled in silence. After some time had passed, the group pulled to a halt. Hold it, hold I told the others to signal with two shots if they found anything. Uh, gone up Baldwin, if it wasn't for your sheep, this wouldn't have happened. Take it easy, Huck. We'll find him. If, if she's dead, I'd... Charlie Baldwin isn't to blame, Mr. Corey. You are, if there is any blame. Eh? Intolerance always brings trouble. But don't give up. We'll see. Over here, that, that cry came from over there. Yes, I heard it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Those sheep are too cold to run the way they're huddled together. But now they're moving. One is still lying there. Oh, no, wait. Easy, steady, big fella. I'm here. I'm dead. I'm messy. The man's a friend, honey. Very friendly with that sheepskin coat. I I thought you were one of them. I, I think the sheep did too, Dad. They huddled against me and kept me warm all night. Thank heaven you're safe. 
Why did you do it? What happened? Oh, my horse threw me and then he ran away. I sprained my ankle when I fell and I couldn't stand up. I yelled and yelled until my voice gave out. And then, well, the sheep gradually moved in beside me. And dead, the sheep and this coat kept me from freezing. But why did you leave the house? I wanted to help the Baldwins, Dad. I was going to talk to them. You see, Dad, Jerry Baldwin and I are going to be married someday. After he completes his education. Marry a sheepman's son? Jumping catfish. Uh, Lucy. Lucy, are you all right? Oh, yes, Mr. Baldwin. The fine sheepskin coat Jerry ordered for me back east, together with the sheep that huddled close to me, saved me from freezing. Oh, Oh, my ankle. That ankle needs attention as soon as possible, Lucy. Signal the other sheepman family. Then we'll take it to the ranch house. Later, Lucy rested comfortably on a couch in the living room of the Cory Ranch House. The Lone Ranger and Tonto gave her injured ankle the attention it needed. Then the masked man said, There, that will take care of the injury until the doctor arrives. Oh, thank you. I, I feel as if I've known you for a long time. Well, a friend of mine knows Jerry at school. I've heard fine reports about him. Hey, Charlie, how long did you know your son and Lucy were... Well, thinking of getting married. Sarah and I knew it since Christmas, Huck. Eh? Jerry told us then. We were mighty pleased to hear it. You were? Even after all the fussing I've been doing and all? <laughs> Mr. Corey, you have a sheepskin coat and Charlie Baldwin's sheep to thank for the safety of your daughter. Yes, well. Hey, I think I'll have the boys kill me a sheep so I can have a coat like that. Now, hold on, Corey. Yeah, don't get your dander up, Charlie. <laughs> I'll buy the sheep before they kill it. I reckon wearing the hide of one is about the quickest way to get to like the critters. <laughs> no telling how many might die in a storm. It, ooh, that. Uh, <clears throat> Why, I uh, I told Tex to take my men and yours and rip down that fence and uh, <clears throat> then to drive the sheep into Deep Canyon. What? <laughs> I'd sure like to have seen the faces on those cowpokes when Tex told them they were going to help drive sheep. Oh, Dad. <laughs> this is sure hard to believe. I'm glad you two men have settled your differences. I don't know I'll leave now. Oh, my friend who rooms with Jerry will let us know when to come back this way to uh, kiss the bride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at Lucy blushing. Eh? Dad, I am not. <laughs> Adios, everyone. Lots of happiness to you and Jerry, Lucy. Come on, fellas. Goodbye. Well, he's sure a fine hombre, that masked man. Yeah. But who is he, Huck? You're doggone it. After all the help he gave us, I forgot to find out. I think I can tell you, Dad. Yeah. Jerry wrote that he roomed with a boy who knows a certain masked man. After what he said about his young friend at Jerry's school, I'm sure that's the same masked man. And he's known as the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.